Hello, and welcome to the Dental Marketing Mastery Series. This podcast is brought to you by New Patients Incorporated. I'm Howie Horrocks, the founder of New Patients Incorporated, and along with me once again is my friend and partner and the Chief Executive Officer of New Patients Incorporated, Mark Dilatush. Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to our Dental Marketing Mastery Series podcast. I'm Howie Horrocks here in Vegas. We got our good buddy, uh, Mark Dilatush, the uh, Chief Executive Officer out in New Jersey. How are you doing, Mark? Good, good. We're going to have thunderstorms today. Oh, yeah. That's good. It's been like a thousand degrees with a thousand percent humidity. <laughs> so, and, and we've had no rain. So, yeah. All right. Move this along so that uh, you don't get caught in a thunderstorm. Uh, today, we want to talk about offers. There's been some chatter about that in various forums. Yeah. And, and you've spent your career, not your whole career, but a good portion of your career discussing, negotiating with, <laughs> contemplating, arguing <laughs> yeah, with, mostly dentists, that. Right, with dentists over their offers, right? Right. It, it has always amazed me over 31 years now that dentists think that that is the most important thing about their radio spot or their mailer or their magazine or whatever we're doing for them. The truth right. is, it's not. <laughs> okay. In fact, right. it it's tends offers tend to attract the bottom part of the dental market, which we know right. is roughly divided in half, top top right. of the market, bottom of the market. And uh, you know, we spent our careers targeting the top half and uh <laughs> because that's where the better quality patients live, correct? Right. It it is a confusing to to the layman, it is a confusing subject. You can get more new patients using offers than you can not using them. That's correct. It's yeah. 51% to 48%. That's the US of female population. That's how it's divided. So if you were playing a slot machine or a blackjack, you would take the 51% yep. sub, right? Because if you keep playing, eventually you're going to win something. The problem is, 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 is the business of dentistry. In order to maximize the business of dentistry, you really need to focus or ultimately focus the majority of your marketing budget on the top half, on the 49.6 or the 48.6% of the market that will not choose a healthcare provider based primarily on price. Right. And when we say primarily on price, almost if you're a dentist or anybody that works in a dental office, you should, which a picture in your head should be those large jumbo postcards with starburst, 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 starburst. And there's four different offers for you to become a new patient at the dental practice. And you probably get like four of those at home every month. Right. There's no real differentiating information on them between the four that shows up at your house every month other than maybe color or they're they're nearby maybe or they're nearby right or their map has a balloon that's closer or whatever right so we know that 51% of the women out there will choose or will will use some kind of a price offer they will react positively to a a, a price offer that is a call to action on a marketing piece, no matter what that marketing piece is. The problem is, is that those patients, um, and this is just data, will return 11 times less the ROI over the lifetime of the patient, and they will always, always increase your opportunity costs, and it'll increase the overhead on the back end. So let me take a couple of seconds to explain that. 
Opportunity cost is how many people that come in for a comprehensive exam actually go forward with treatment? Well, with people um, who choose a dentist based largely or solely on a price you know, a deal, your treatment plans being accepted goes way, way down. If, if somebody chooses you for almost any reason other than a deal, <laughs> your treatment plan acceptance goes up. So that's the opportunity cost because most dentists don't make money at an exam. You know, even if they charge a couple hundred bucks for an exam, no dentist is going to sit there and do just exams all day because they'll go broke. Their overhead will consume them and there'll be an out of business sign on the front door. So on the back end, shoppers tend to find a dentist the next time <clears throat> using the same criteria. They wait for a postcard to show up, see what deals are on the postcard, and potentially choose a different dentist. When it's time for recare, which most of you pre-appoint, then somebody in your office has to chase these shoppers around to see if they're going to stick to your practice or if they're going to choose a different dentist the next time. That costs money. That's right. That well costs a lot of money. So we're not saying, let's, let's be very clear here, that we're not saying not to use offers. This is where it gets confusing, and this is where our methodology gets called into question, where they'll say, but Mark, your thing, whatever it is, your mail piece, website, Google ad, whatever we're using to promote, that has an offer on it. And in some cases, it will. In many cases, it doesn't. But in some cases, it will. And there's always a pattern behind us using offers with clients who are, you know, they're trying to grow their practice, but they're not trying to start a new practice or add an enormous amount of capacity to an existing practice. In other words, they just need a good solid flow of good quality new patients every month. We almost never lead with an offer. In other words, it's almost never on the homepage or cover or in the first two or three folds of a website page. But we will potentially sometimes have an offer buried all the way down at the bottom. And this is purposeful because we're trying to get the, re the visitor or the recipient, whoever it is, the audience, we're trying to get them interested in one of nine or ten other reasons. Yeah, right? multiple attributes. Right. You know, I mean, it could be anything. It could be services, amenities, technologies, public relations assets. There's a million reasons why you would choose a dental office other than price. We're trying to get them to consider all those first until the very end. When they get to the very end, if we haven't closed them already on a new appointment, then we might make an offer, but our offers are usually not aggressive. And sometimes our offers don't even benefit the patient. Sometimes they're just, you know, we'll donate um, your new patient exam fee to the local SPCA. Yeah. It, it, it may not even benefit the patient. Yeah. So the offer, you can use the offer, offer to accentuate your public relations image as well. So this podcast title was, you know, what's the best offer? We apologize up front for misleading you and using that as clickbait to get you to listen <laughs> to this podcast. Okay. But after all, we are marketers and that's our yeah. job, right? <laughs> another, um, another point, Mark, if I might, is that very often, even if we start out with with an offer, say on a on a mailing piece or something like that, uh, we caution the dentist. We said just keep track of this. How many people come came in just because of the offer? And you'll find not very many. And in fact, what we do is we say watch out for that because the next time we go to reprint, we're going to take that offer off because you don't need it. Right. That that actually happens. Yeah. Because 
in our world, working with dentists, dentists are focused on what should my offer be? Because in their world, in the dentist's world, they're already familiar with their marketable attributes to the point that they think they're secondhand knowledge. Exactly. Like services, amenities, technologies, like you're already aware of those things. You already know how important they are. You already know the value of those things. So you are preconditioned to not emphasize them. Actually, the only thing about your advertising you're not familiar with is your offer. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Everything else that we're brag about, you're already an expert in. Okay. You're you're like, so, so you automatically think that the most important thing in your marketing is your offer. And it's actually one of the most damaging things um, to your business. Okay. So doesn't mean that NPI doesn't use them in their work. If we have a client that's a startup, if we have a client that's adding four op- operatories to a four operatory practice and basically doubling their capacity, if we have a client that's adding a second or third associate, we're adding days to their work week. Of course, we have to at least temporarily drive volume. So you use offers to drive volume. You eliminate them to drive revenues. Let's slow down and we'll just say that again. You use offers to drive patient volume. You eliminate offers to drive practice revenues. We should put that on a webpage somewhere, Hal. Yeah. That pretty much so and and and, and drive. we get challenged on this. Right. We get challenged on this. Well, we're not really challenging us, but they're challenging on open dental forums, they're challenging this premise that you can actually get the phone to ring without using offers everywhere. And it's just simply <laughs> It's just simply not, it's just, it's just all of our phone calls come through a central system uh, for all of our clients and they number in the thousands. So (laughs) we have empirical evidence that you can get the phone to ring by dental patients uh, without using an offer to get them to dial the phone. We, especially, well, in many markets, you can get the phone to ring without saying anything. And a classic example is a call-only add-on digital. There's a reason it's called call-only because the only damn thing you can do with it is call, <laughs> okay? You can't do anything else. You can't learn anything about the dentist. You can't you know, <laughs> figure out if they take your insurance. You can't do anything else except for use your phone to call that dentist right That Works great for emergency ads, by the way. Anyway, so we're getting this. I think maybe this is starting to sink in a little bit, Howie, after what? You've been doing this for 31 years. Yeah. I've been with you for 15 or 17 or whatever, however many years. 18, I think. <laughs> 18. And you and I have been screaming at the rooftop in our books and our seminars. We actually wrote books. You can download them. They're free. You can go learn what we're, what we're telling you. I think it's starting to sink in. I knew eventually that the more dentists that pulled from the bottom of the market the more difficult it was going to be for them to continue without spending more money for less result. Right. Okay. One thing I can tell you about a mom in the bottom half is that she can definitely become a mom in the top half over time. She can be influenced to the point where she doesn't choose a healthcare provider for her family based on price. You are never going to get a mom in from the top to go down. It's just a genetic instinct to protect. She's not going there. Not only will she not choose a dentist, she won't choose a podiatrist, a chiropractor, any kind of healthcare. She will not choose a healthcare provider based primarily on a price incentive or a reduction in price for the initial exam. She just won't, will not. And it was just a matter of time before enough dentists use price 
to alienate the top half of every dental market in the country, which opened up an opportunity for the dentist who goes, wait a second, yeah, that's right. All those four postcards I get in my house every month, they basically all the say, say the same thing. They're just green and blue and yellow. Uh, the doctors and their addresses might be different, but they all basically say the same thing. You know, come in because of this deal, this deal, or this other deal. And um, those promotions have been mailed to everyone in the market because most dentists are using the cheapest form of mail, which is hurting them. <laughs> That's m more for a different podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're basically alienating the top half of the market, which ultimately, once they are at their capacity, that's the exact half of the market that they're going to want. They're actually convincing that half, the top half of the market, that they're the deal status. And that's the only impression that half that half of the market has of them. Yeah. And they have no other reason to choose you. And they're not going to choose you if you keep hammering them with deals. They're going to purposely not choose you. And that's a terrible thing to spend money on because ultimately... Those are exactly the moms you're going to end up wanting to come in. Yep. So the title of this podcast was, you know, what are the best offers? There are good offers. I think, uh, I think we have enough evidence that whitening offers have played themselves out in most U.S. markets. I think some of that was consumer-driven consumer whitening products that you can get at the grocery store. I think that probably <clears throat> nullified the value of free whitening offers. Um, there's always the limited exam or, you know, limited price exam, reduced priced exam, right? I think we get asked that question more than almost anything. Also uh, consultations. Yeah, free consults. Would, would you, as a dentist, be willing to spend 25, 30 minutes with the with patient uh, talking about whether they could benefit from implants or sleep apnea treatment? Well, of course you would, because those are big ticket items. Am I a candidate for X? Yeah. Consult, just an initial look-see. Yeah, it's not an it's exam. It's also an initial, right, not an exam. It's also an initial time for them to get used to your location, your parking, the person at the front desk who greets them, you, the whole environment, the whole atmosphere of your practice, which is what, which is, you know, extremely valuable in acquiring and retaining new patients. Yeah. So uh, complimentary second opinion. Very useful in very competitive markets, hyper competitive, like under one to 900 markets or one to 800 markets. Complimentary second opinions can work and work well. Uh, they also work really well on digital, Google Ads specifically. So there are offers you can use to get more phone calls. Just understand the mindset of the person who's calling you. 48.6% of the market are moms, females, who will not choose a healthcare provider based primarily on a price point or a reduced price point ever. There's nothing you can do to convince them <laughs> to do that. And then there's, you know, 51.4% who will. And we're not judging them. We're just, it's just the difference in people, I guess, right? Right. Um, and then 51.x% will just understand the impact of each offer. The market that you're trying to go after, when we use offers, you know, specifically to drive volume, we are very, very careful to only promote, only use that messaging to a certain market segment of the local population. We do not ever present that messaging to the entire population. Okay. That is a mistake. 
That is just a straight up, flat out, statistical, proven mistake. So and it won't bite you in the butt now, but four or five years, six years down the road, you're probably going to be saying, God, I wish I could get more, you know, some higher quality new patients that cared a little bit less about their insurance deductible and a little bit more about their mouth. Trust me, you're going to say that if you just send deals to the entire population for a long period of time. Yeah, exactly. So offers, Howie. What's your famous saying about offers? <laughs> we'll close with that. We'll, we'll, we'll close with your famous okay. saying. Well, if an offer is your best foot forward, then you don't have any feet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you got nothing to stand on if that's your only uh, the only card you're playing. So uh, take that to heart. Yeah. So what we're suggesting is now that you've seen and witnessed for yourself all the other dentists in your local market making these mistakes knowing that they're alienating the top half of the market. That's an opening for some of you. Yes. Go after the top of half of the market and not be that dentist. Be a different dentist, a different with different messaging, right? Yeah. And bury your deals. Bury them to the end, all the way at the back, all the way at the bottom. You might capture a couple extra patients, but the ones that you get that react before that offer Those will be your best patients. Yeah. Well, there you have it, my friends. Thank you for joining us once again, and we hope you tune in next time. Until then, happy dentisting. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed our podcast today. You can get all of our podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, and Libsyn.com, and on our website, newpatientsinc.com.